planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is Harlot from the Butcher Baby. This is George Corp from the Fisher from Kelvin Corp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Wednesday 13. This is Dash from Devil Driving. This is Odorous from Water. You're listening to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. Welcome back to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. That was Dusk from Anathema's Distant Satellites album. And joining us on the program now is frontman Vincent Kavanagh. Great to have you on the show with us, man. What's going on? All right, Nev, yeah, just sat at home and um, looking forward to getting out this afternoon. Uh, right now, it is uh, quarter to 11 in the morning where I am. So this is my last interview for Australia of the day. After that, I'm going to go to a nearby park. I'm going to be playing um, some new tunes on my headphones. I'm going to try and write some vocal lines and that, and then come home, maybe record a bit, do some more interviews this afternoon. So, yeah, pretty um, pretty busy day with the band, really. It's good. That is good, man. You could be, uh, could be working. Beats working for a living, right? Yeah. That's exactly it, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's, that's important you say that, Nev, though, because, you know, you've got a responsibility. If you're, if you're lucky enough to not have to get up and do a nine to five, then you've got a responsibility to put the hours in every day. You know, you don't, you don't get a free ride. And especially like this, I can't remember who said this now. I think it was Bill Bear, funnily enough. He said, if you're, um, if you're, like the captain of your own ship and you're not steering it every day, then you're just fucking drifting, aren't you? You know, you've got to put the hours in, you've got to work. And sometimes it, it's, it's just an exercise in self-discipline to uh, to actually physically put the hours in when nobody's on your shoulder forcing you to do it, you know. And you've got to do it. So uh, that's... But fortunately for me, I've got like a little home studio recording set up and it's kind of... It's kind of like how I enjoy passing the time of day, you know. It's like it's uh, it's my favorite thing to do, you know. So it's um, and there's so much to do at the moment, you know. There's um, I'm working on all different kinds of music, so um, I've got loads of ideas that need finishing off. So uh, there's always always something to do. Do you get yourself in like a, a bit of routine? You know, it's like you're saying, you know, you you don't have to go to a, a nine to five but to keep yourself motivated because it must be easy to get sort of distracted uh it, you know. yeah it's it's you know what's harder if you're working at home like if you've got like a, like i said i've got a home studio and that can be a distraction because you're at home and sometimes there's the 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 temptation to just chill but if if that happens what, what i'll do is I, I can work on my laptop so I can go out and quite often I found myself, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm just going to go sit somewhere quiet, like a, a quiet cafe somewhere. I'm going to put my headphones and, and work, work in a different environment. It's just a case of getting out the house sometimes. I was, I read this interview with John Hopkins. Um, it's a brilliant, do you know John Hopkins at all? No, I don't. Sorry, man. Yeah, you should check out it. Army mate called Immunity. He's, well, he's he's doing all kinds of things. John Hopkins. He's um, he's a wonderfully talented uh, writer, producer, uh, composer, electronic guy mainly, uh, but he he does all kinds of different kinds of music. And he did this album called Immunity, which I think was one of the best albums of I think it was, I'm not sure if it was 2013 when it came out actually, but um, beautiful record, amazing. 
and he um he had this this motivational thing where he um he deliberately went to hire a different premises and build a studio somewhere else because he needed that routine of getting out the house every day getting up at nine o'clock in the morning and going to work because the, the there's, there's just a temptation of not of not um having that discipline when you're at mm. home it's a that's a good way of doing it man because i mean if you you know it's yeah it's, if you can afford it it's all right yeah i mean <laughs> i if i had the money to, to to hire a studio somewhere in london like to build my own studio i'd be there now you know but uh no I, not yet anyway but I mean, technology. I mean, these days, as you said, you got your laptop. You can go anywhere. You can take an acoustic. You know, it's Mate, not I, like I do it on, on planes. You know, I, I, planes, trains when I'm traveling, or, or on a tour bus. You know, because there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of traveling time with this job, hmm. and um, it's the best thing to do. I'd rather I'd rather sit there and open Logic than watch a movie any day of the week. You know, so it's it's the best thing best thing to do, man. Just makes it way way more interesting, you know, because traveling is fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot from yeah. fans. But do you sometimes, to get yourself a little bit of inspiration, do you sometimes move away and like uh, listen to, uh, you know, some some different kind of music or watch a movie or something to draw a bit of inspiration from before you hit the yeah, yeah, you can do, or even just go for a walk, man. You know, simple. Just uh, take your mind off things. Go and do something else. That's what I'm going to do next because I know I'm going to. I've got a few hours this afternoon to, to crack on with a few things, but I'm not ready to do it right now after doing these interviews, you know. So I'll need to go out and clear my head for an hour, and then I'll come back and I'll work, you know, that kind of thing. That's a good plan, man. That's a definitely yeah. a good plan. I wish I could do that. <laughs> maybe one day maybe one day well uh you guys were here uh, was it about this time last year and that it's rare for a band to tour down here more than once in a couple of years you must like really like us down here or something yeah man. <laughs> yeah he's a boss you got the funniest bunch of bastards we've met on tour in a while uh we had so much fun uh last time meeting everybody and you know what it was just it was really laid back um, it kind of felt familiar. It's like we already knew everybody. You know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of bizarre, but um, yeah, it's it, it's it's going to be a lot more fun now, now because we've got we've got a few more days and we're going to some other places as well. So looking forward to that. We're going to New Zealand as well. So uh, that's going to be fucking great. Looking forward to that immensely. And then you know, and then we'll go. We'll come back and we'll write another album and then come back over. You know, how does that sound? That sounds like a pretty good deal. That sounds pretty <laughs> awesome to me, man. You should just move here. Do you know what? There's worse places to live, absolutely, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit far. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, man. You know, it's you know, you're saying there's a bit of familiar familiarity. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> there's a bit of man. It, you know, it's there's something about you know the Australians and, and uh, you know the English that, you know, out of all the interviews I've done, you know, we, we seem to connect. We can, we can talk and, uh... yeah, this, the, the, the familiarity is there. It's, it's a kind of, um, there's a, we both like taking the piss, don't we? Yeah. And we, we're, you know, like doing this kind of thing is, it's, um, it's an obligation, you know, it's part of the job, but it's just, it's, you know, don't take yourself too seriously. You know what I mean? When when you do t- acoustic shows, do you guys like uh, approach your set differently in any way? Do you, 
Yeah, yeah. It's, each some sometimes the songs are um are, have a different interpretation uh, because I don't know. You can change the rhythm. You can do different. We we use loops, looper pedals. Hmm. So these acoustics. So so if you're uh, so yeah, you can you can change the angle on a song completely, and um, that's good because you've always got a little bit of elbow room as well to improvise a little bit and maybe try try a couple of things that you didn't try in the previous night. You know, so it's never like a um, a xeroxed copy of uh, of your album and it it's. It's it's pretty cool, man. I, I I enjoy that. I I enjoy the freedom of playing acoustically. You know, do you, can it be hard doing that and uh, trying to reel the song back in? Sometimes you know it might take a bit of a life on its own, and you just have to. Yeah, just let it go. Just let it go. Like I mean, if um, usually it'll be something like like an outro, you know, or like let's say the second half of a song. So if it's got like an in- instrumental break at the end. That's where you can really just let it go somewhere else and try different things, and um, it's different every night. And I, I think I think just let it happen is the key for that one. There must it must be amazing to have that that freedom musically because some bands they don't they can't you know yeah well you, you can and you can't it's it's uh, for for us when we're doing there's a bit less freedom when we do the uh, the full band thing. Uh, there's more. There's definitely more freedom on this acoustic. So, so that's it. Kind of makes it a little bit more exciting for us, really. But it's it's one side of what we do. It's um, the songs are interpreted differently. They're played differently. It's it's it can sound pretty full uh, because you like I said with these looper pedals, you know, you've got rhythms, bass lines, riffs, arpeggios, riffs. Uh, you've got um, my guitar is a bit more. Um, I've got like this octave reverb sound that I use a lot, and it's um, it sounds a bit like an organ, you know. And then you've got a piano, and you've got the three voices, so it it, it ends up sounding quite full. And um, so that's one side of it. You've got the obviously the albums, the main albums. We've got a kind of classical side as well. We did a classical album called Falling Deeper, and that's always part of the sound. And we've kind of got this electronic angle on things as well now. So that's interesting. Where are you drawing from that, like with the electronic stuff? Like, uh, yeah. what what influences would you say that have come into play there? I think we've we've always been massive fans of electronic music, even since going back to when we were kids. But I think properly around when about seventeen, from then onwards, like getting into Aphex Twin and that, like his first stuff, uh, Aphex Twin, Hard Floor, the, the Asperian EP, um, really proper banging acid techno. Um, John especially was was heavily in, into electronic music during the 90s, and it, it's only been the last couple of years really that we've actually had the equipment to produce it. Because if you're gonna go if, down that road, don't don't piss about. Like mm. there's so there's there's too, so many people out there doing it, and there's loads of people with all the gear and no fucking idea, you know. And we we were determined. If we were gonna do electronic stuff, then it has to, it has to cut, it has to be good enough. And we're not gonna put it out otherwise. We're not gonna put it out just because we've got the gear, or just because we felt like doing something electronic. It's got, to, it's got to be good enough. We've got very high standards where that's concerned. I've already mentioned John Hopkins. He's, uh, he's incredible. There's some really, really uh, interesting, incredibly talented people 
doing the electronic music. I like. I've just just bought Merkoff's new thing. Merkoff's like a Mexican. Yeah. Um, geezer who's uh, living in Spain. He's uh, he's incredible. Um, Squeaky Lobster. <laughs> uh, Squeaky Lobster's a great name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should check him out. He's good. Um, uh, Flying Lotus, Caribou. Um, I like Atoms for Peace. I like what they were doing with the crossover stuff. So I, I like people. I like uh, you know, like even like people like Max Richter, who's um, he's done a little bit of. It's not really electronic. It's kind of a, like a contemporary classic crossover classical. You know, I like people who um, who blend different worlds together. You know. No, I'm I'm the same man. I'm not really big into uh, like just straight electronic stuff, but I like it when it's done pretty smart. I uh, yeah, you know, Apex Twin. Apex Twin is still the oh, best. Oh man, he's he's and it, it it kind of annoys me, you know, that he was the first that was doing all the. The weird stuff, and then, uh, what's his name? Skrillex comes along, and you mention Apex Twin to the young kids, and they're like, who's that? <laughs> yeah, Skrillex is, Skrillex is alright, you know, he's got a, he's got a few decent tunes, you know, but I don't think he's all that, like, no. I just think it's, it's just part of this whole wave of, of, um, of electronic music that's happening at the moment, you know, um, there hasn't been a wave like this since, you know, the early 90s, you know, um, so uh, I, I I welcome it really. I think it's I think it's great, but uh, there's a lot of just um, mind-numbingly shit stuff out there that's that's really massive. But isn't that always the case? Oh, it's always been that way. It's yeah. even even but the early like, 90s. But some of the big guys uh, are really good. You know, I I like Dead Mouse. Not everything, but occasionally when he hits it, it's, he is he's a real talent. He's got um. I don't know if it's if it's widely known, but he's actually um, he's a very very good pianist. I think he had some training, some classical training early on, which definitely oh, okay. helped him out. And um, he's uh, he's got a great ear for melody and uh, structure, and it's not all about the you know um, the drop with him. It's it's about you know proper tunes, and I, I love that really because I think if you're gonna do if you're gonna do anything like what we're really into is it's the tunes, man. You know, it's like okay, like I don't mind abstract weird stuff, but bring it back with a tune. You know, yeah. like I've got to have a tune at some point, otherwise I'll just switch off. That's it, man. That's it. It's always got to have something there, not just bleeps and whistles, man. If I want to listen to that, I'll listen to my phone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna to go to the track "Underworld" from "A Fine Day to Exit." now and uh, we'll be back very soon on rabid noise hey guys just want to take a minute to give a shout out to our podcast supporters rw promotion who are the best in the business when it comes to printing posters flyers banners badges business cards you name it they've got what it takes to help you get everything you need to help spread the word about your band or business and uh, with a blistering turnaround they'll make sure you get your product ASAP. So get in touch with Richard and the team at www.rwpromotion.com.au or shoot them an email at info at rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to the guys at Blacklight Art and Design, who in my opinion are the Gold Coast best screen printers. So uh, 
you know, we've gotten many band shirts and even our own Rabid Noise shirts done through these guys. And uh, they've also got one of the fastest turnarounds I've ever seen. So all quality prints at competitive prices. Uh, so whether it's band merchandise, sporting teams, promotional garments or workwear, you know, they've got you covered. So hit them up at www.blacklightad.com.au or email them at info at blacklightad.com.au. So big thanks to those guys for helping us to bring you this podcast each and every week and for, of course, supporting the metal scene. So now it's back to Rabid Noise. And we're back with Vincent from Anathema now. You released a remastered version of A Fine Day to Exit this year. How did that come about, man? Tell us about that. It came about for wanting to do a different track list, um, wanting to change the running order, uh, wanting to do um, a bit of work on the mastering and a bit of... um, well, we want to in- include the original intro, which we, we dropped at the time, because I think because, probably because we felt it was a bit too metal, and we were kind of consciously trying to steer ourselves away from that. Uh, but we've so yeah, it's it's gone back to probably how it originally should have gone. I don't know. There's there's two schools of thought on that really. I I kind of like the original running order as well, so I I don't mind both ways really. But um. That was the biggest motivating factor for it. Do you still dig a bit of metal yourself? The heavier stuff? No, I don't. I, um, I kind of stopped listening to that during the early nineties. Really, I uh, once I kind of grew up a bit, you know. I think it was like it was more an adolescent thing with me. Metal, mm. I, like the only thing, a couple of bands that I'll, I'll might go back and listen to now and again, but not really. Like I, I, I like Voivod, you know, because they were interesting. Mm. They were. They were another of those progressive sort of bands who kind of evolved somewhere else. And up until like when, like the Outer Limits, when did that come out? Outer Limits was probably about 93. And um, yeah, that's a great record. Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, from when I was a kid, the big metal bands were all still good, you know, like um, Metallica, Slayer, uh, Anthrax, Testament, um all those bands, like the big kind of sort of thrash bands, if you like, Iron Maiden probably as well, they were all good. And then the 90s hit and they all went shit at the same time, <laughs> all of them. Iron Maiden, fuck off with Fear of the Dark, you know, just piss off with that um, after doing Seven Sun. Metallica, the Black Album, shove it up your ass. Testament, Jump the Shark, all those bands, Anthrax went crap. Every fucking one of them, apart from Voivod, they actually got better. Uh, so at that point, like I was 17, um, and I just got into Aphex Twin, and uh, that was more intense than anything that anything I was listening to, to metal. And um, and ne- Nirvana's Nevermind, you know, that was fucking way more te- territorial pissings. It was fucking heavier than anything coming out that, that year. So it was like, all right, well, this will do me then. I still t- st- stayed in touch with a bit of it, I quite liked the black metal scene for a little while because uh, that felt felt like there was um, you know there was something going on there that was mm. that was interesting and different. But uh, for the most part, no. So you were mentioning before about uh, you're working on some new uh, material. So you're working on a follow up to Satellites now. Yeah, it's um, it's ongoing. It never really ends. You know, the composing music is something we do on a daily basis. You know, uh, kind of what we do with our days you know and um it's fun 
uh, you've got to remember that like anything, music is supposed to be fun, right? And and it is. It's a lot of fun for me. Like not fun in that sense. Oh, I'm having a great time. But it's like it's it's the thing I'd rather be doing with my day than anything else. You know, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather get into my studio and start working on some ideas. It, quite often, they're not. You no, know my problem is finishing stuff off because I've got loads. I, I get um, I'll start something. I go, yeah, that's really cool. Okay, I'll come back to that. And then instead of coming back to it, I'll just start something else. You know, <laughs> I've just got like these, like my hard drive is full of all of these good ideas that I've even forgotten about. Like I'll say, what the fuck's that one? And I, I open it up. And, oh yeah, I don't even remember. Hardly even remember doing that, but it's pretty good. All right, I have to come back to that one. <laughs> <laughs> you must have, man. You must have just hours and hours and hours of just ideas that would just well, I'm just looking at me music folder now I've got 76 things that I'm working on at the moment all, all for uh, anathema or different different well, I don't know what it, it, it we'll see what it ends up being you know but um Danny's the same he's he's got he's probably got a hundred or more John's got loads of stuff you know it's like we've got like I said if, if you're doing stuff all the time then you just build up this huge backlog of uh of ideas and you just pick the best ones out and work on them for an album you know we're still at that stage where we haven't really got together and decided what tracks we want to work on for the next record but we've got a fair idea you know if you were to ask me now i could probably pick out six or seven that i know are going to make it to the next record and that's awesome it's exciting times and you know we're definitely looking forward to having you guys back down here so Man, it's uh, you're playing uh, the Trifford in Brisbane on October 29th, and the Trifford is awesome, man. It's such a great venue. You guys, is are it? Gonna, oh, it's I, I played there earlier this year and uh, loved it. Absolutely yeah. love that venue, man. What, what kind of place is it? It's got Actually, a... no, don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. All I'm right, check it out. I, I, I always like, I, you know, I'm gonna spoil the surprise for myself. I always like to um, not have a, an idea of anything before I get there. Just to, just take it all in on the day, you know, experience it properly instead of knowing anything in advance. Okay. All right. I won't spoil it, but it's, it's, it's a good place, man. I was, I was, I was very impressed. So, okay. Different. It's a different type of, yeah, without spoiling anything. <laughs> <laughs> so will you be there on the, in, in October? Oh, of course, man. I'm not going to miss well, that come, shit. come over and say hi and that, like, yeah, yeah, I will, man. No, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you guys again. It's going to be awesome, man. Especially, you know, hearing what you guys are going to be doing acoustically, opposed to the big, you know, band thing. Yeah, the big full-on job. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, um, it's definitely different, and it, it's, um, I don't know, man. It's, there's something about it, something about the acoustic gigs. They're, they're kind of different every night. There's like, there's more of a immediate sort of. Um, rapport with the audience as well because you can I don't know there's like there's like an um, an invisible kind of uh, I don't know there's 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 a bit, a bit of a distance created with the full band you know like not just us like any any fucking rock band you know mm. um, just the sheer volume and, and the whole bombast of the whole thing you know it can create a little bit of a little bit of a wall you know that you've got to kind of climb over sometimes you know to just get that connection but with, with an acoustic gig it's it's already there you know you're not hiding behind anything it's like um it's it's just different every night 
that's what I like about it. It depends so it, there's different variables. It's the crowd, it's the room, it's um, you know a little twist that you might put on a song that you didn't do the night before, and um, yeah, I like it. Is it more pressure? Do you, th- do, you th- do you think it's more? Yeah, it, there is. Yeah, definitely because um, it, it's 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 harder. It, um, it's more difficult to do than than the full band. Uh, the full band is is a piece of piss, to be honest. It's it's like it's second nature, but um, but with an acoustic gig, it's you know because you haven't got you're not hiding behind anything. Like I said, it's like up close and personal. You know, you've got to be able to pull that off. You know, challenging man. It would be you know, especially when it's maybe a little. I don't know. It, it, would you say it's a little bit more stripped back, or it's to for what you're saying, it's a lot more full on than what it actually is. It's not just you. Yeah. Well, it's just, like it's it's more full on than than you would expect from an acoustic concert. If you say, okay, Anathema are coming over and playing uh, an acoustic set, people immediately think, okay, like a kind of MTV Unplugged kind of thing where yeah. uh, you got a, you, you sat down on a couple of stools with a couple of acoustic guitars and, you know, you're having a kind of an intimate performance. It's not really like that. We we get into it, you know, we're, we're all, there's a lot of energy going on from the stage and in, in the music itself. So, it's it's just different, really. It's not really. It's somewhere in between, you know. It's pretty exciting, man. I can't wait, dude. It's going to be really, really cool. We're going to go to the track "Summer Night Horizon" now. Thanks for hanging with us tonight, Vincent, and we'll see you at the Trifford in Brisbane on October 29. Cheers, man. It's interesting that the three tracks you played, we never do those live. So good, <laughs> good job you played them on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> they're the ones I like. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right, man. Cheers, yeah. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 